Welcome to the latest edition of Fixed Interests podcast series. I'm Jan Friedrich, Head of Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. I'm joined by Christianis Christens, Lead Analyst for GCC Sovereigns. So we will talk about the oil price shock and the coronavirus crisis and how that is affecting the Gulf Sovereigns. Let's start with how the crisis is affecting individual sovereigns and maybe which ones are the most vulnerable to the, to the crisis. Thank you, Jan. Clearly, the oil price shock is the main credit channel and all of the GCC is very badly hit with fiscal deficits set to reach 15 to 25 percent of GDP in 2020 and balance sheet deterioration, increases in debt, drawdowns of reserves is a negative rating sensitivity in all sovereigns. In terms of the most vulnerable, Oman uh, comes to the fore. We downgraded it to double B in March, and it remains a negative outlook. So by definition, almost there's a greater than 50% chance of further downgrades. And aside from facing sharply higher fiscal deficits, higher debt going to 80% of GDP this year, drawdown of assets going down to minus 20% of GDP in net terms this year. It also faces quite immediate external funding risks. It's currently priced out of the market. We could also look at Bahrain, which we have at double B minus with a stable outlook, which is even more deeply negative net foreign assets at the government level and even larger debt going to 120% of GDP this year. GCC support is helpful for Bahrain. It's more evident, but clearly it's not infinite. Bahrain is still a separate sovereign and it will not see its uh, its rating cannot be assumed to be resilient to uh, debt just increasing well past 100% of GDP. What about the higher rated GCC sovereigns? So Fitch has recently affirmed Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. Are the higher rated GCC sovereigns safe? Clearly, large wealth funds, central bank reserves do mitigate the immediate funding pressures and any immediate concerns about debt sustainability. But there are still some risks even in these cases. So if you take Saudi Arabia, it is seeing a continuous increase in debt going to close to 40% of GDP this year, even though our downgrade of Saudi Arabia's ratings last year partly reflected this. Clearly, that trend of higher net debt drawdown of reserves has accelerated and the strengths remain exceptional. But as that trend continues, at one point, we have to question of whether they are compatible with a very highly oil-dependent country, all sorts of other structural issues being in the A rating category. Then you have uh, Kuwait, where we still have it at AA stable, but despite those overall balance sheet strengths, which will remain there for the foreseeable future with sovereign net foreign assets of four to five times the economy. There is the question of immediately accessible fiscal reserves, which constitute only a part of its um, well-fund assets, which are getting depleted this year. And there is the question of whether in a context of continued struggles between the parliament and the government, there can be a political decision to access those reserves. Even more broadly, the institutional paralysis in Kuwait has made it very slow to act on the structural challenges to public finances. So at one point, that could also affect the credit rating. So every time oil prices fall, there is speculation about the PECs to the US dollar in the region. And so far in previous uh, oil oil price declines, they've withstood those those challenges. How is it this time around? Are they going to make it through this oil price decline? 
we can look at it in terms of ability and willingness to defend the pegs. So in terms of willingness, we think the basic calculus on devaluation is unchanged. The small size and the structure of the non-oil sectors in the Gulf would make it very difficult for them to really help balance out the current account or to drive growth, even if the currencies were sharply weaker. A devaluation could work by reducing the real value of government spending and thereby effectively making everyone poorer. But we think governments still have much more flexibility in how they approach that through fiscal consolidation. There might come a point sometime in the future where governments decide that it's infeasible for them to push through austerity through all of the different institutional channels and perhaps they decide to opt for the clean, sharp pain of uh, devaluation, but that doesn't appear to be close to being true right now. And in terms of ability, well, in the higher rated GCC sovereigns, Kuwait, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the sovereigns would still have enough assets to meet all of the domestic broad money liabilities. So even if the population lost confidence in the domestic currencies entirely, in theory, that could all be exchanged into US dollars without jeopardizing the peg. In Oman and Bahrain, the situation is different. The availability of foreign assets is much more limited and the sustainability of the pegs is tied to the question of funding. But in any case, there doesn't appear to be a sign, even in the weaker GCC sovereigns, of loss of domestic confidence, say, as evident in still very low dollarization ratios. But would Oman need support? Could Oman need support? And could Oman get support from the rest of the Gulf? I mean, one issue that often comes up in that context is the domino theory that's if one of the Gulf pegs falls, all of them will come under the pressure and therefore there will be stronger support for the weaker ones? Clearly, a collapse of the Omani peg would be an enormous hit to private sector confidence across the GCC region. I wouldn't go so far as to say that it would precipitate a collapse of uh, Saudi Arabia or any of the other countries with stronger balance sheets, but it would certainly be damaging macroeconomically. And even though Oman is more distant from the GCC geopolitical mainstream, there's still very close cultural and economic ties between it and some of the other countries in the region. Even though we don't factor in that potential for support very explicitly in our rating, if Oman's funding conditions continue to be stressed as they are, with Oman effectively being priced out of the debt markets at the moment. If that continues to be the case and Oman depletes the buffers that it still has over the course of one to two years, then GCC support in some combination, potentially with the IMF, potentially with other partners of Oman, that could become a possibility. Thanks for your insights, Christianis, and thank you everyone for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on the GCC, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.